classes as a form of community and, you know, coming together. And, you know, for a lot of instructors, we put in a lot of heart and soul to create that community and that culture so that people can come in. And so that's, I think the draw for that is like, yeah, you're going to get an amazing workout, but there's something about connecting with people that, you know, even if you've never spoken to that person, you're just dancing alongside of them and you have this instant connection because you, you both are, you know, passionate about coming in and dancing and working out. Welcome to Her Drive Podcast, a female-focused interview series with women of the world discussing their road trips to success. I'm your host, Cindy Cramblatt, a travel expert, business owner, and curious spirit with a knack for meeting fascinating women. Please join me as I hop in the passenger seat and chat with these ambitious women about what drives them, twists and turns, and those pedal-to-the-metal moments. Let's drive. Hello and happy February, Her Drive listeners. We are now over two months, almost two months into the new year. So some of you may have stuck to your fitness goals, your New Year's resolutions, and some of you may have may not have. Um, but I hope that this episode will inspire you to go after your goals, whether they are within the fitness space, wellness space, or getting your own business going or whatever it may be. Um, today's guest is Latasha Wilson of Hip Hop Hits, and I am so happy to have connected with her, and uh, we're looking forward to hearing your story. Hi, Latasha. Hi, Cynthia. How are you? Latasha, please uh, let me know your name and what it is that you've created. Hi, my name is Latasha Wilson, and I am actually the co-creator for format that is called Hip Hop Hits and HIT stands for high intensity interval training. Okay, and I'm guessing this is um, more of a, a hip hop style like dance. Yes, it is a a format that combines uh, dance cardio with high intensity um, interval training and strength training movements, and it's done all to hip hop music. It uh, can seem very freestyle, but it is. I will say it's a fitness class first and a dance class second. And it's just easy to follow. So it doesn't matter if you are a beginner or an advanced athlete, everyone should be able to come into the same class and get an amazing workout. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. I've been to so many different fitness classes all over the world. I'm a huge fitness junkie. And um, sometimes it's hard to know if, if you go to like a, a dance class, if it's going to be like if you're going to get in a workout. So I love it that it's in the name hip hop hits. It makes total sense. That's a great name. Yes. I always like to tell people they come in and they hear hip hop. They're like, Oh my gosh, I can't dance. And I'm like, if you can squat, you can twerk. So that's (laughs) what it is. Right. Oh girl, I need to take one of your classes because I have been trying to twerk since I was 19 years old. And for some reason I can't get it every time I'm getting there. It's just, uh, I don't know. <laughs> that's, that's the thing. It's like when you take out, you got to take out all the fluff and the flair. And if yeah. you can show people the fitness element of every work or every dance move, every dance move has a fitness element to it. And if you can figure out the da- um, fitness element, then you can then add in the fluff and the flair. And so it's just like, it's just a, basically getting into a good squat and then just working your core. You know, mm-hmm. and it's a lot of core work. And most people think it's about the booty. The booty is like the a magic trick. Right. It's kind of like, if, you know, ignore me doing this. 
but it looks like the action is happening all back there, but it's really, really a good core workout. Oh, okay. Well, that must be what I'm doing wrong. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, we'll get to more of like your locations and things and hopefully you'll be opening up Miami soon. Yeah. Um, but, um, well, tell me, let's, let's dial it back a little bit. So, um, were you always, um, in the fitness industry or what's your, what's your, your profile from a professional mm-hmm. standpoint? Yeah. So I actually worked for a lot of tech companies. So I was a woman in tech and, uh, I'd like to say that I'm a geek turned fitness instructor. And, um, I just happened to be, as you just a fitness junkie loved going to different classes and as I was going to these different classes, I found an instructor that I absolutely just adored. And she was just such a sweetheart. And during that time, she ended up getting pregnant. And so she didn't want to teach anymore. And she asked if I could take over her class, a hip hop class. And at that time, hip hop wasn't really seen as a, a format or even dance classes weren't really seen as a fitness format. So I'm grateful for that because it meant that I didn't have to give up my career in um, technology, that I could do this kind of on the side. And so uh, that was back in 2005. And as I continued on in the fitness industry, I started to learn and do things. And then I just feel like as I as I did this, I had people tell me, like, you're really good. And I was like, oh, no, it's just something that I do for fun. And but I remember going one time to class and I went to 24 Fitness is where I taught class. The first class I taught, I went to them and it was Thanksgiving. And truth be told, I just wanted to work out before I ate. (laughs) I just wanted to eat some food. I mean, I just wanted to work out before. And so I went to them and I said, hey, wouldn't it be great if we had class on Thanksgiving day? Like we can do it early in the morning. You can open it up. People are going to have their friends and family in town and they're probably going to want to work out too before they eat. So like, can we do that? And they were like, yeah. So I thought it was going to be me and a few, you know, people in the class. And I remember walking in and the class was packed and I took a picture of that class because that moment right there solidified that I'm a fitness instructor. People depend on me and this is more than just a hobby. I really need to take this seriously. And so that's, I think that's where it solidified me becoming a a fitness professional. Wow. Wow. A full class your first time. That's amazing. Well, the first time um, at teaching at first Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving day. So, you know, I had to work my way up and build some things because I wasn't good in, in, the, in the beginning. I was not good at all. <laughs> but um, as I learned um, the, the, the engineering, you know, technician side of me that loves math and patterns, I started to pick up the patterns in music. I started to pick up the patterns in movement and I was able to apply that to class. And I started to be able to give people an effective workout. And I think that's what makes us different than a lot of other formats out there is that there is intentionality behind every movement. It's not just something fun to do, but it is truly a a, a fitness workout. That's fantastic. What an amazing way to apply a skill set that many wouldn't even equate to or associate with with uh, dance and working out. I love that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you said something pretty powerful a moment ago, and it was, you know, seeing all of those people and how it solidified that you were a fitness instructor and that they were relying on you. Mm -hmm. That sounds really powerful. Yeah. You you know, I actually, you know, and I don't know what, you know, everyone's 
you know, background or anything like that. You know, I'm a, I'm a believer. And so with that, I had one gal came up to me right after class and she said, when I'm done with class, I, I almost feel like I'm, I just went to church. Mm. And so it became more than just at that moment, you know, with the Thanksgiving day and having so many people. And then that comment, it became something that I thought like, wow, I can make a change here. I can do something using this gift that I have. And it was this undiscussed, I mean, like, I didn't know that I had this gift, but it just seemed to work and attract people. And so I had this ability to take someone who was brand new, who's never taken class before and make them feel comfortable at ease and successful in class. And so those are the things that really just propelled me forward to like, take it seriously um, because so many women, or just not, just not just women, there's so many people that use uh, group exercise classes as a form of community and, you know, coming together. And, you know, for a lot of instructors, we put in a lot of heart and soul to create that community and that culture so that people mm-hmm. can come in. And so that's, I think, the draw for that. It's like, yeah, you're going to get an amazing workout, but there's something about connecting with people that, you know, even if you've never spoken to that person, you're just dancing alongside of them and you have this instant connection because you, you both are, you know, passionate about coming in and dancing and working out. So. You're right. It does breed some sort of uh, almost like a family dynamic, a really healthy family dynamic. Yes. Yes. Can you explain to me, like, uh, after that, that class, um, how, how your life kind of shifted? Yeah. So actually, I'm just going to fast forward a little bit because uh, I I was teaching class and everything was going along. And, you know, a couple of babies later, all of those things happen. And, and you just kind of like, I want to say I was on autopilot, uh, but, you know, I was doing my thing. We, class became, you know, very successful and very popular. And my mom ended up getting diagnosed with stage four cancer. And that was in 2013. And that was a really, uh, really hard, really, really, you know, it was really, really hard. And so with that, I needed to go home and I needed to be with her. And it was hard to leave my class because it was like, you know, I needed, I needed to be with her, but, you know, as an instructor, you feel the sense of like, I need to be there for my class as well. And, and for instructors, it's usually hard to find a, a sub to come in and usually people don't want to sub, <laughs> you know, they want their instructor and, and, and that's just it. And so I was going to be gone and I thought, oh my gosh, I need someone that could sub my class. That's going to be to the level, you know, that I teach. And I couldn't really find anyone. And, um, my girlfriend, she was not certified in, you know, a different fitness format that, um, I was teaching and because she wasn't certified, um, we had to create something. And so she was just like, all right, I teach boot camp classes. You got hip hop choreo, you know, it's high intensity interval training. I don't know. Hip hop hits. Oh, okay. We'll call it hip hop hits. And so that's literally how hip hop hits was born. It was out of a necessity and a need for me to go home and be with my mom while she um, went through um, um, her chemo treatments. And so the first class was actually taught in April of 2014. Um, fast forward to December 22nd of 2014, my mom ended up passing. And so 
I always share now, Hip Hop Hits is her legacy. It, um, you know, I've met so many amazing women. And I mean, even just with you now, Cynthia, I'm just excited to get to know you because if it wasn't for my mom, I wouldn't be sitting here right now doing what I'm doing. And so it just gives her life purpose and meaning. And I'm so grateful every time I get to share her story. Um, you know, one of the things that she said, it was like, you know, people take their health for granted. And so it's become, you know, all those things that happened that Thanksgiving day, the gal tell me that she felt like she just got done with church and then to the, you know, losing my mom and getting this amazing gift of hip hop hits. It be, it's become my, my, um, my, my passion, my purpose to help people and empower people to take ownership of their health so that they, um, you know, so that, you know, we won't lose any other mothers and, um, you know, fathers and things like that at such a young age, because my mom was only 58. She didn't drink, she didn't smoke. And um, if anything, she just worked so much and she never really took time to take care of herself. So I want to be a champion out there to tell people, you know what, you can take time for yourself. If the building is going to burn down and fall apart because you don't do this one project there's a bigger problem that you really can't handle, you know? So it really, I really just want to just let people know that it is important to have that self-care um, and listen to your body, but also make it fun. And that's why I like to say, you know, fitness for people that work, uh, W-E-R-K, because, you know, work should be fun. And if work is fun, then you're going to continue to do it. Absolutely. And uh, it gives you a sense of like vibrancy in other areas of your life you're having fun while taking mm -hmm. care of yourself. So that's wonderful. And what a great way to honor your mom's memory and, and some of the vital things that she said in regards to health and wellness. Mm -hmm. Yes. Um, so if you could go back in time and uh, ask, uh, or excuse me, give a younger you um, some words of advice, how old would you be? And what would you say? Oh my gosh. So this, I would have to go back to the little girl in me that was in fourth grade because there is, I was on my way home and there was a, another little, well, I won't call her little because she was much bigger than me at the time. And her, I won't, so we're walking home and she said that she wanted to walk home with me. And I thought like, this is cool. I won't have to walk home by myself. I have a new friend. And we're walking and we're walking and I'm like, oh, we're, we're about a block from my house. And for some reason to this day, I, I have no idea why she turned around to me and she pushed me on the ground oh. and it was horrible. It was horrible because I'm like, what did I do wrong? And what I realized, I didn't realize how much that has affected me throughout my life. It's the having my guard up so much because thinking that I am just going about my day and at any moment, someone's going to push me down and just even saying the story out loud, I'm almost about to tear up. Cause I, I, I can feel that, that, that pain and that, that fear. And so with that, I think I've always had my guard up and just to know that, you know what, even if you get pushed down, even if you get knocked down, you have the strength and the courage to get back up and not everybody's going to be like that person. And it's okay to open up your heart and let people in. And so I think, um, you know, you put on a mask or at least I did, I put on a mask um, and I just 
it made it really, really hard, you know? And so even being an instructor and, and knowing this, I would only let people in so far before for that fear. And so if I had to go back, I would go back to that, that little girl in fourth grade just after, because sometimes I feel like you need to have those hard lessons because you're going to learn something from it. But what am I going to learn from that lesson so that it doesn't keep me um, stuck in a place that I don't want to be? Oh, that's really powerful. Absolutely. Absolutely. Do you feel as though uh, since kind of dropping the mask, you connect with people in a more um, deep, deep seated way? Yes. And also listening to my body. This is the other thing in Mm -hmm. fitness. I tell people, listen to your body. We have natural built in alarm systems, signals, those little tingly butterflies or whatever you want to call it, their spidey senses, (laughs) whatever those are, there's something that's telling you something about someone. And I'm really trying to hone in on that to say, how do I feel around someone, right? What, what is it? And does it, um, is, is my spidey senses telling me to like, no, this is really not a area you should be pursuing or, you know what? No, this feels good. This feels right. It feels natural. Go ahead and, and press on, you know, kind of thing. And so just listening to my body um, and just knowing, you know, how to be off. And so if that person I feel is authentic, then I can be the authentic me, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. But there's something if someone feels like if there's a um, if you don't feel like they're being authentic, then it's like it's almost like there's a guard that's coming up. And if it is just being aware of it and not trying to just convince myself like, oh, I'm just being silly that this is no, my body's telling me something for a reason on, on a, a subconscious level. So um, I just realized it's much easier to be my authentic self when that other person is also being their authentic self. Absolutely. Um, and speaking about like struggles and things and, and kind of finding your authentic self uh, in your business, what have been some of the challenges along the way? Um, I think for me, some of the challenges is standing up for myself. And I don't say standing up for myself, speaking up and I won't say not being a rule follower because we're supposed to be rule followers, but there is something about stepping just outside your comfort zone, which means sometimes stepping outside the bounds, um, you know, of, you know, pushing, pushing the limits. Right. And for me, I read the book by, um, I think it's, Oh my goodness. She, she did the book. She was the former CEO of, uh, Facebook. Oh, uh, lean, she, in. lean in. Is it lean in? Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. And, yes. Okay. Yes. And the one thing that I got from that book that has definitely has stuck with me is she talked about how she was wrapping up and she's like, I'm going to take, you know, one more question. And, you know, the gal, she said she sat there and she didn't raise her hand and she didn't ask any more questions. But there are guys who kept raising their hands and they kept asking questions afterwards. They kept asking questions, kept asking questions. And so when she went up and met with um, Cheryl, you know, she, you know, Cheryl was like, um, thinking that she was going to say like how, what she learned and how great this was and, you know, all of this other stuff. And she's like, yeah, like, what did you learn? She was, I learned that I need to keep raising my hand. And that Mm -hmm. was powerful 
because I think, especially, you know, as women, we tend to be rule followers. And it's because that's just like, our, I feel like it was our nature. And, um, and so for that, I need to be able to step out of bounds. So even if they say, this is the last question, don't be afraid to continue to raise my hand and push the boundaries a bit so that I can stand up and, and do the things that I need to do. Wow. Yeah, that's, it's super powerful to step. It's really just stepping into your power. Mm-hmm. Yep. Not being shy. I actually um, learned that from an ex-boyfriend. I grew up in like a, a small little town. Um, like everyone's kind of sweet, but not mm-hmm. a lot of like challengers or super powerful people, I would say. Um, and I was always someone who questioned things mm-hmm. um, always like I, I remember being in church and like sitting in a we sat in the second pew and mm-hmm. and like things not making sense to me about scripture and the messages and just not being shy about asking questions but at some point that went away until I met a, a, a boyfriend of mine and he was just totally different than anyone else I'd met and he I mean he'd grown up differently in more of like a privileged society his ter- parents were people who uh, expected I put this, they expected to be heard. They expected to make a difference. They expected to mm-hmm. do the things that they want to do mm-hmm. um, because they had the intelligence to do it, the means, and also just the confidence. So mm-hmm. by uh, observing how he navigated through the world um, and communicated with people, it showed me that one, don't be afraid to ask uh, for something that you want. And then if, if no is given, analyze why that no is there and then challenge it if it doesn't make any sense and you can actually get the things that you want or, or step outside the bounds a little bit because sometimes rules are meant to be broken. Yes. So, yeah, Mm -hmm. that, that, that is exactly it. How do you, how do you do that? And, and, and be around people that model that for you, right? Because if you don't know, you just don't know. And, and that's the thing. And this is why I love reading so many different books because I love learning from people. And it's like, like the question you asked, if you had to go back and do it all over again, what advice would you give yourself or, you know, all those things. And so you can learn. I always say, these are all the, everyone in the books that I read, they're like mentors to me and they, and I can learn from their experiences. Absolutely. Yep. And they, people always say, you know, you don't want to be the smartest person in the room. Oh, no. (laughs) amazing so uh, along your journey what else has inspired you and and are you doing do you have like rituals that you do that keep you motivated and energized to keep growing hip-hop hits yes so one of the things that i do uh, you say rituals like my morning ritual that i do is i love reading and it's funny because i didn't enjoy it back in school but now it's just like, I can't read enough. Like I, I'm reading maybe two or three books at a time and I'm listening to an audible. Like I just, I, I feel like, I don't even know if you're old enough to even know short circuit, the movie. <laughs> I wouldn't, I don't know. It honestly, it, I, it's from like yeah. the time I was born until 15 doesn't exist. I was raised on like PBS oh, and, uh-huh. <laughs> two channels. So I don't know it. Okay. Sorry. Okay. No, no. So that so short circuit movies back in the eighties, robot, and you know when he 
first came into being, he just wanted input. And so he's like, input, input, like just keep, you know, he's reading books as fast as he can. Like, that's how I just feel when I, when I'm reading, I just want more um, input. And so with my ritual, one of the things that when I was in the hospital with my mom, only thing that I could control because that's my, my, I wired that way that my personality is I'm a cleric and I liked, you know, my list, I like to get things done and I like to be in control. And because of that, I couldn't control anything while I was in the hospital, but the thing I could control was reading. Mm -hmm. And I was reading a book called the greatest salesman in the world. And it talked about the scrolls and there's like 10 scrolls and you have to read them in a certain pattern. Uh, You read it morning, noon, and at night. And then you're supposed to read it out loud and you read it three times a day for the one scroll three times a day for 30 days. And you do this for all 10 scrolls. And so I had just happened to pick up that book and that's where my reading habit was solidified is during that time. And Mm -hmm. so that was one thing. And then I remember talking with a guy from church and he said, you know, I don't know when I wake up in the morning, I grab my phone and that's the first thing that I grab and I check my email. He said, if I can do that, I can at least put a Bible app on my phone and at least check the Bible first. And I was like, oh, that's such a good idea. So I just have a rule for myself. I don't get on any social media for input or anything like that until I put good input in. And for me, that's, I read my Bible. And then also then the next thing I do is read a personal development book. And so those mm-hmm. are the two things that I have to do before I get on any social media. And, you know, I know I want to get on social media. So that was back in 2013. And I think with the exception, maybe my the day my mom passed, or day after my mom passed, and I think maybe one other day I've read every day since um, 2013, and so that's a, a ritual that I'm just proud of because you know I just learned so much um, from that. So it's part of my morning routine before I get up, before my family gets up, is to take that time to to put good stuff in. Oh, that's so key, and um, the listeners have heard me say this before. Like I have morning rituals and they've been varied over the last couple years, but almost every single day it is almost doing what you're doing. I will listen to something spiritual, something that's uplifting, mm-hmm. um, uh, positive, And then I'll read a chapter out of a self-development book and journal along with it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just so powerful to set the tone of your day in that manner mm-hmm. and have that, have that you time. So I love yes. what you're doing. So what book are you currently reading that I should add to my book list? Oh, um, so I'm reading for self-development. Mm-hmm. It's a little, <laughs> I'm, I'll, it doesn't matter. I'm an open book. It's called sexual magic. Um, oh. yes, I know. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it's about utilization of self-love or like love with your partner. If you have one to, mm-hmm to essentially like manifest the things that you want in your life. Um, Mm -hmm. And, and then the other book that I've been working my way through with a girlfriend um, and we're on week 10, we're almost done um, is the artist way, which has been around for so long. Um, And it's really just about unlocking the inner artist and, and Mm -hmm. living within your, your creative existence, whatever that looks like. So I'm enjoying both of them very much. That's what I look. I'm going to add those to the list. And mm-hmm. uh, when I get through them. I will let you know, because I always like to let people, when they give me a book recommendation, I like to come back to them and let them know that 
I I read it because who knows what they're going to be reading next. And I want them to continue to share with me because I don't have to find that book or find that thing on my own. Go, Mm -hmm. you know, who you're associated with and what they're doing and what you can learn from them. That just takes, uh, it allows you to like spend less time looking for something when you can just, when you already have it at your, at least have the knowledge at your fingertips and you can just go ahead and just get started with that next book. Absolutely. And it gives you a certain level of um, synchronicity mm-hmm. with people who are, are like-minded and they just automatically think of you like, oh, I think yes. Liz show would really enjoy this. Amazing. Yeah. Yes. Well, good. Well, I mean, you sound so phenomenal and I love that you're doing that in the morning. Um, so moving back over to hip hop hits. Um, so tell me how it's grown from, you know, you starting it as a class um, just for you to, you know, continue working while you were at home. Uh, being with your mother, what's happened since then? Yes. So it started out just, I think, like five people in a class. uh, And then it grew. And fast forward, I had three people came up to me three different times. They said, you know, you should go and you should teach at Nike. And I was like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Nike's a big corporation. So why are they just going to hire little me? And um, I was actually just sitting down with the the former fitness director, you know, for lunch because she's a good friend. But before I knew her, someone had given me her contact information. I sent her an email. And uh, when I sent her that email, I just said, hey, I'm Latasha. Not sure if you're looking for anything, but here I am. And she asked if I had any videos that were out there. And I sent her a couple of videos and she asked me to come in for a an audition and uh, interview audition, and I was able to do that. And so it, the really cool thing about it was that I was at Nike for five years and I was a brand that existed within a brand, mm-hmm. just fresh off the street. And so that w- was really, really key and cool and all that stuff. And, you know, with everything that's happened over the last couple of years, everybody has a lot of different changes that are going on. And so Nike made a different um, restructuring for their their training centers and things like that. And they brought in a third party. And although they hired me on or they wanted to hire me on, they didn't want the brand hip hop hits. Well, that's what I do. So it was like, I'm sorry, I like I can't come teach for you under a generic brand. I need to, you know, continue to honor my mom and and spread this out there. And I'm grateful for that because it, you know, at first it seemed like, oh my gosh, I'm no longer teaching at Nike, you know, kind of thing. But that was for a season. And this, now I'm in a new season, which is spreading and sharing this with other people. And I was sitting there. And so this is, I guess, how we got connected was I'm on my Instagram and I see the the Nene twins on there. And I think one of them is getting married and she's in her, she's in this photo and they're on the beach and they're just looking like they're having so much fun. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, where are they? And I, you know, go read the comments and it's, you know, talking about the the Miami, you know, bachelorette, um, uh, I can't remember the name exactly, but Miami and bachelorette. And I thought, oh my gosh, this needs to be hip hop hits needs to be a part of whatever they're doing. Cause they seem like they were having so much fun and, you know, and just reaching out. And so that's what, uh, I wanted to do was just reach out and, and expand the brand. And so you're actually the first person I reached out to that I've been proactive about getting out there. And so when we connected, and then you said that you wanted me to be a part of this. I thought, wow, this is amazing because if I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have probably done this had Nike not changed 
right? Mm-hmm. Had they not, and so I probably be, would just been comfortable inside those boundaries, you know. And so this was my thing to say, you know what? I'm I'm going to push outside. I'm going to reach out, and um, and I also have a word for the year. So mm-hmm. I'll ask you that, and if you have a word as well. But my word for the year is go. Um, last year, my word was faith. And I think with faith, I just kind of sat around waiting for something to happen. And this year it's just like, go, I need to be moving. And so, um, that's, that's what hip hop is, is what I plan on doing with it is to go just to get it out there, to share it with the world. And, and it's just like, just this opportunity right here has just been so amazing. And it's given me not only the, the faith and the confidence, but the the energy to want to just share it because it's just like right out the gate. If I meet someone just as awesome as you right now, like this is like so cool. So I just appreciate it and just looking forward to just connecting and getting to, you know, learn more about you and definitely getting a chance to meet in person, you know, someday soon and, and have you take a class and all that good kind of stuff. So I'm just excited. I love it. You can hear the enthusiasm in your voice and you know, as you continue to reach and, and to grow the brand and expand locations and have more and more instructors, um, it's going to be really cool one day to like look back at these pivotal moments and, and this year, 2022, your go year and mm-hmm. what all that is. I'm really excited for you. Yes. And, and you mentioned 2022. So my mom was born June 22nd and she passed on December 22nd. And so when it, came 2022, I was like, this has to be the year that I really work on hip hop hits. So, cause 22 is just that, that number. And so, um, yeah, 2022 wow. is a year, year go. So Absolutely. amazing. Yeah. Well, thank you so much, Latasha, for sharing your story. Um, I look forward to, to watching you grow and of course meeting you and, and doing your, your classes, um, in person one day. Is there anything else you'd like to share with the audience? As I said before, your health is important. If you are listening to this and you're thinking like, oh, I need to go work out or I don't have time or maybe I should drink more water, just all of those things, those things that you know that will make a difference, just focus on one thing and just become 1% better every single day at that one thing because it will make a difference. But it first starts with making the decision that you are going to be, you're, you're going to be a person that plans to take care of themselves. Like that's your identity, that I am a person that takes care of myself. And it's okay for you to do that because just like when they talk about you've been on an airplane or anything like that, they ask you to put your oxygen mask on before you can help others. And so if you can take that time to take care of yourself, you're going to be more effective and you're going to be able to help, you know, the people that's in your family and your, in your community uh, more effectively after you spend that time taking care of yourself, and then you can go out there and make it an impact on others. Absolutely. That's so beautiful. Um, Well, Latasha, let everyone know where they can um, find you and your brand. Yes. So right now you can go to www.hiphophits.com, or you can find us on Instagram at um, hip underscore hop underscore hits, H-I-I-T-S. And also we have a YouTube channel, so you can actually go out there and work out with us. Um, Our YouTube channel is just for entertainment purposes only. Uh, We don't monetize it or anything like that. And the cool thing about it is we take real people that are in classes 
and we ask them if they want to be part of the video and then they'll just join in. So you'll see different different backgrounds of people, uh, different ages, different fitness levels. But that's the cool thing about it is that we we have a very diverse group of fitness. I call my my, my elite athletes because, you know, uh, you know, that's one of the things that Nike did say that everybody is an athlete. So I treat everybody like an athlete when they come into class. So. Yep, you can head out there and check us out on YouTube and come dance with us. And then hopefully soon we will be coming to a facility near you. Fabulous. Well, thank you so much, Latasha. And um, good luck with with your business and life. And let's talk soon. Yes. Thank you, Cynthia. Thanks for listening to Her Drive with Cindy Cramblett. If you want to know more about today's guest or know a fascinating woman you'd love for me to interview, please see the show notes, visit Instagram or her-drive.com. And please, 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 if you love the show, leave a review on iTunes. Thanks for riding along and subscribe to join our next woman and her drive to success.